one of you is the monster. Monster? They're British, you know. Hello, I'm Paul Cornell. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, no, no, sorry, no, this isn't that uh, that new thing, the new one with the celebrities. This is just, you know, um, yeah, yeah, I'll start again. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are? A very British one. Uh, yeah, yeah, of oh, podcast. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good stop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, just a bit... Yeah, I'm just feeling a bit um, self-conscious because I know that Paul Cornell has um, started his own Hammer House of Podcast and, uh, you know, he's got lots of fans and screen credits and stuff. But I'm sure that won't affect our loyal audience, will it, Paul? No. No, no I'm sure it won't. I like Paul Cornell anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm called Paul, so, you know. Yeah, but not Cornell. No, but it doesn't matter, does it? No, no, it doesn't. What are we going to talk I'm, about now? I'm not... a bit of his wedding cake. Did I ever tell you that? Probably loads of times. At St James's Tavern, was that? Uh, uh, well, the, the Fitzroy Tavern. The Fitzroy Tavern, yeah. yeah. St James's Tavern. When he got married. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Nice. You handed it out to everybody. Well, maybe you could start podcast. No, no, I must not get. I must not get jealous. Paul Cornell, very good writer. Um, quite welcome to to do our podcast for us. Now, um, to be fair, we've been a while since we've done. Well, I suppose we haven't, we did Vampire Circus. I was thinking it's been a while since we've done a Hammer. Yeah, but of course our brief is much wider than just Hammer, so it is. you know, so probably so suck on that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point, because this podcast isn't about a Hammer film. No, it's not even about a film. No. What are we talking about, Paul? So we are talking about the BBC adaptation of Day of the Triffids. Not the crap one, though. Not the crap one with Eddie Hazard. Hazard. <laughs> in joke there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, forget the crap one. We're talking about the proper one, the 1981 uh, proper adaption produced by David Maloney. Um, yeah. Six six thirty minute episodes uh, adapting the novel by John Wyndham. Um, and this right. was. Oh, were you correcting one? No, minute? I said that's that's right. Oh, good. Yeah, because I thought it really was John Wyndham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was John Wyndham. Um, or Lucas Parks. No, it was John Wyndham. <laughs> Um, yeah and which had been previously uh, adapted as a film uh, horror film in 1962 starring Howard Kill hadn't it yeah terrible film we're not talking about that either although I did really like that it was probably actually my first introduction to this this story was seeing that film I think I have seen it it's got some kind of strange ending at the lighthouse hasn't it that's right yeah with the twist it's got Carol Ann Ford in it as well Oh, I did see. I did see it had uh, Carol Ann Ford in. Yeah. But, um, but of course we're not going to mention that. No, no. But, and and the, the, the 1981 uh, adaption, of course, had uh, absolutely nothing to do with Doctor Who. So, at no. all, nothing. There's no connection. We can't find any connections. But um, but the first... <laughs> we the, can. The first... Well, I've already mentioned David Maloney. <laughs> the first... Uh, uh, who, uh, before being a, a producer, was a director of many Doctor Who stories. And uh, works. As this a... also has a connection to to another program, which we'll mention later on as well. Oh, wonderful! But um, <laughs> but the first the first question, Paul, because I mean this yes. is Paul's choice. So, um, and, and so I'm going to put you on the spot here, right? Why are we talking about a science fiction program? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it is. I guess it is nominally sort of science fiction, but I think there's a big a bit horror element to it as well, and and I don't think it's necessarily. Horror from the 
I think there's lots of horror on, on it in lots of different levels. So you've got the horror of the actual triffids, and you've got the the, the post-apocalyptic horror, and the horror of the being becoming blind, and the horror steady of steady on being Paul, steady on Paul, <laughs> to each other. The horror so of being blind. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's quite interesting the way it deals with that, actually. Um, so the plot of Day of the Triffids is really depressing. Yes. <laughs> it really is. Um, so the, the, the first episode um, opens in a hospital with a guy who's recovering from a Triffid sting. What's Triffids? Well, obviously they're not real, so, so he spends some time explaining into his dictaphone that yeah. Triffids are these um, walking plants with these nasty stings that... Um, that are um, harvested for oil yeah, and uh, lovely oil. Apparently, um, they're, they're very shady origins, but it seems they came from uh, the Soviet Union, yeah. probably genetically engineered there. And um, <coughs> and, and actually, um, our hero, whose name escapes me, Bill Mason. Yeah, exactly. Bill was actually the first person in in Britain to be stung by a triffid with yeah. his dad finds one in the garden in, in their garden and, and uh, yeah um bill tries to make it walk so there you go that's the other the other bit of horror in this the horror of being stung by a stinging nettle as a kid that's a slightly thin <laughs> argument <laughs> um but as as um Bill finishes his, his recollections and uh, he, this thing leads him to become obsessed a bit with triffids and he goes to work on a triffid yeah. farm and that's why he's been stung a second time. Um, but it becomes obvious that, you know, the hospital's actually not functioning properly. Yeah. Um, like there are no nurses coming and, and it's all silence and no traffic outside. Yeah. And... Um, Bill was like, that's odd, well, nothing happened last night. And then he goes, oh, apart from there was that meteor thing. Yeah. And then we flash back to the previous night and everyone's going, let's all have a look at this amazing meteor shower. And yeah. I think the, um, the, there's a news announcer saying, yeah, everyone in the entire world is getting to see this amazing free light show. Yep. And of course, of course it's... everyone wakes up blind. Everyone, yeah. everyone who's seen everyone it. Everyone who's been watching it. Everyone yeah. who's seen it is yeah. blinded by it as they find out the next day. And of course... Um, I think I mean this. This isn't uh, referenced in the um, in the program, but I believe from the novel, the uh, the idea is about ninety five percent of the world's population yeah. have been blinded by this. Yeah. But but Bill hasn't, ironically, because he was been blinded by a triffid, <laughs> so his eyes are covered up. Yeah. But and and, and, and then, you know he takes off the bandages and um, yeah, he, he can actually see fine. You know, yeah, he's yeah. recovered from the Triffid yeah. thing, but um, unfortunately, civilization has collapsed. Yeah, <laughs> so swings and roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I mean, that, this bit, I always think this is one of the really creepiest bits, and actually, it's. Um, I think it, although it's done quite well in in this episode, I think that it's actually is much better in the book because because it's actually all. Um, done from Bill's viewpoint uh, entirely. So when you're reading it, you're you're, you're just in, in in the dark. Excuse the pun. Um, to as he is really. So and it, and it, it is it is very creepy. But I think they managed to capture some of that. 
So in, in, in this. I think the first episode, which which is all set in the hospital with the flashbacks, yeah. is incredibly creepy. Yeah. Um and, and you know, really un- unsettling. And uh, I know that Alex Garland felt the same because he yes. used basically I mean he's acknowledged this. Mm. He, he he rewrote he used this as the oh, start exactly twenty eight days later, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> so which is you know, obviously a horror film. So yeah. um which we might might cover at some point. Yeah, yeah, I think I think um, we could do. It's one of the yeah. few zombie films I can stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so, if we move on to the second episode, um, just just for now, um, some of these episodes blur into one. But yeah. Um, yeah. But ba- basically, Bill uh, has got out of the hospital. He steals a car. He can see. Um, he starts to see more and more people. Yeah. Um, and they're mostly all blind. He meets a child that isn't, and speaks yeah. to the, the parents, and 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 kind of basically uh, refuses to help them. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but but then then he meets uh, this girl whose name I forget. Um, Joe. Joe. She's being attacked. Yeah, and and he um he well he he rescues her and yeah. she can see as well because but she can see because she had such a bad hangover she never <laughs> she, she just slept right through the meteor shower which, which is really cool. There's a few yeah. quite modern quite cool things in this story and that's yeah. that's one of them. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, so the, but bas- basically um, then there's this interesting scene where they're trying to get in the car and trying to get past. Um, like a horde of blind people who are yeah. raiding a, uh, a supply van. BBC director Maurice Barry. Maurice Barry, that's a name that rings yeah. a bell. Yeah. He's uh, done quite a few Doctor Who's as well as... I think he's I think he's done Blake 7 and various things that we all like. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, but he was also an actor, so he does turn up in odd things. Um, And he's he's the... Guy with the white hair and the, the mob. Yeah, actually, um, I, I did remark upon him at the time. Very yeah. distinctive. Uh, but that's quite. Uh, I guess getting back, it's that's quite, quite, quite creepy sort of. Well, because he's scene. quite evil. They're they're, they're, they're quite yeah. like they can see get them. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they're, they're they're desperate to yeah. have somebody who can see and help them help them out. Yeah. Um. So, um, and you know they don't. <laughs> so Bill and. Uh, but, but Bill, Bill and Joe get away. They just, they just get out of the car and sneak away. Yeah. They, can, they open the back doors. And yeah, like get that. out of the car and like that. Get, and then it's quite a good scene. Sneak out the front when the others are all clamb- clambering into the back. And I tell you what, I mean, there was already, you know, twenty eight, the twenty eight days later thing in the hospital. But this, this is like a zombie film. It is, thing. yeah. But they're not zombies. They're normal people. They just can't see but then I mean obviously yeah. you know the parallels not between people who are blind because uh, I don't think it's trying to be offensive <laughs> um, it, but of course if um, these are people who are newly blind and, and desperate and they realise they're not going to get any help because everyone's like them so um, and and you know Bill's basically um, uh, this is this is a situation where I can't help them uh, they'll just drag me down with them yeah. So um, he does the only thing, you know, you or I or any decent person would do. Uh, they break into a show home and drink wine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You would do. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, look, being hungover helped before, so clearly <laughs> it's a good plan. Yeah. Um, but 
but they they, they think they've got to get out of London. Um, yeah. But again, while they're sitting in there, they they do hear lots of stuff going on and again lots of commotion. Again, zombie movie kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, and obviously this it sort of obviously predates. I mean, the book predates zombie films and completely, that kind completely, of genre. Completely, completely but has still has manages to sort of have that have that thing. Well, um, the the book. Um, which you've obviously read and I am a long confess, time ago, but yes, confess I haven't. Um, was I believe written in 50, 51. 51. Yeah. So, um, what, what John Wyndham is really writing about is uh, a nuclear apocalypse, yeah, yeah. So, this is uh, he, he's, he comes up with this situation of uh, um, an apocalypse, so she, he's, he's a bit more imaginative than yeah. just saying, Oh, yeah, all the bombs blow, kill everyone, yeah. But um, it, this is what he's talking about, really, but um. But because um, the, the people aren't all... In fact, no no one's killed by the event that causes the apocalypse. Um, and we, the first person we see die um, is the doctor who kills himself when he realises what's happened. Yeah. Um, so, 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 so um, the, the the meteor shower doesn't kill anyone, but no. um, the... It, but <laughs> the, the effects of it are quite bad, really, really bad, because... Um, um, not only is, is everyone blind, there's no one to help them. Everyone's blind, but um, the Triffids have got out. Yeah. Because we, when we see we see that we go back to the yeah. we've seen the Triffid farm and a couple of flashbacks when we see it, and then the Triffids are all out. And um, and in fact, the uh, I think I probably missed this bit. The, the, the Triffids have already killed Joe's dad and his yeah. house, housekeeper. Yeah. Now the, 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 it's sort of not dwelt on too much, but actually the Triffids. Uh, uh, how they dispatch people are quite grisly because they do eat meat. Well, and, yeah, they, 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 they do it by by stinging stinging the the person or animal or whatever, and then letting it die and waiting for it to die, and then just kind of shuffle over it and. Yeah, break so it down. They're, they're, they're kind of, and that's kind of. Quite, quite I, I was think but, that's quite well, creepy. Well, because it's if we're going to go into the production, yeah, the um, the way they're realised is really good. They're, yeah, yeah. In, given, in this, given, they yeah. they look real. They're, yeah. they're really well done. Yeah, they're really nasty. They're really horrible. They're, they're, and, and they know how to film them as well. I think in this, yeah. which is good. That they know the sort of limitations. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, and actually they do the kind of the shuffling because they're they're slow, and they're not. I mean, they're not that dangerous apart from the the sting. So you know, Bill who knows how to be around them, he he kind of he knows how to handle them. So he's kind of. Um, but but you know they're they're more or less uh, certainly by episode six, they're absolutely dominant. <laughs> Because, um, you know, I think as we, as we go in on th- th- through this, I mean, um, what what happens there? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm gonna not. I'm, I'm gonna go. Um, so the Triffids take a bit of a back seat then, and yes. and um, Bill and Joe go to. They find um, it's the University it's, of London. Yeah, Senate House is the building. Um, we're, we're basically sighted people that hold yeah, up yeah. And, and protecting themselves. Um, Locking the gates and there's armed yeah. guards and just letting sighting people through. And um, there's uh, 
this really annoys Howard from Howard's Way, by the way. Yeah. Um, Morris Colborn playing a character called Coker uh, because he's like rights for blind people and he like, yeah, leaves no man yeah. behind and stuff. And yeah. they're like, yeah, no blind people allowed in here. Um, so, but that's, I, that's the second. Just putting in, that's the second TV program because. Stephen Yardley is in it earlier. Oh yeah, Stephen Yardley also from Howard's Way, of yeah. course. Yeah, and um, neither of them are ever in Doctor Who. Morris no. Colwell not in no. uh, Resurrection of the Daleks and Tasha Cybermen, no. and Stephen Yardley not in Vengeance of Virus. No. Yeah. So that's established. There's no Doctor Who connection there. And um, so um, Joe and uh, Bill. Yeah. Um, they. They don't have any compunction about the blind people. I think we already established no. that. So, so, so they 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 go in and they, they which they, I think is probably quite realistic. Well, in a I, way. I like. I, I think I, it's I, quite... I, I like the fact that um, Bill's not uh, like a. He, he's not really that heroic for a no. lot of it. No. He, he's more like, he, hold on, hold on, here, lads. Let's not be too hasty. It's, we a, got, it's a bit like, he, he, and that's what it makes him. I think. Quite a good character. It's just that he, he yeah, like you said, he, he's he. I, I think in any that sort of situation, we would probably all be a bit like him, to be honest. I, I think um, I, I, you, you don't lose sympathy with him because you can see where he's coming yeah. from. Although it is incredibly brutal because he's yeah. saying these people are going to die and I can't help them. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Anyway, they go to this presentation in the lecture theatre, yeah. and uh, Henry from Drop the Dead Donkey, <laughs> the, the, really the uh, that's, uh, the leader, yeah. he he says, right, well, you know, basically we've got to start again, and uh, what so what we've got to do is we've got to get out of London, right, yep. and we've got to make as many babies as we possibly can, and we're going, what what do we actually need to do that? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> So obviously every 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 man's going to have to have three wives. So you get one wife who can see and two wives that can't. Yeah. And I'm like, like uh, this is not strictly necessary, is it? I think this is, just, this, this is just seizing and, an opportunity this, when you see it. And at this point, they're, they're kind of not entirely sure whether this is like a temporary thing or whether you know there's going to be any kind of help from governments or anything. <laughs> No, but he's, he's staying he's, there. He's with going that, straight in there with three the wives for every man, <laughs> and, um, um, and 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 um, Bill is basically, oh, well, you know, I guess we'll have to go along with this. And and yeah. uh, Joe says, well, uh, that's fine as long as I can choose your other wives. So you yeah. know, they're, yeah. they're they're totally on on board for but, this. But again, I think uh, and, and again in that situation, you would probably reluctantly go along with it. Even well, I'm not sure. Reluctant? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think it's a, uh, it's quite an interesting turn. It's one of the yeah. things that, like, like you know, it looks like Doctor. Who. This does look like Doctor Who because this is like um, the, the, the 1981 yeah. BBC TV. It's got that look. I mean, I mean a lot of the TV I've seen from 1981 is Doctor good, Who um, or Blake Seven or whatever. But, um, but, but obviously the subject matter is. Yeah. Much, it's, much much more it's much more similar to like survivors yeah that well that's true it does remind me of, and i feel actually the same about survivors in some ways as i feel about this but um so yeah so so i, I like the uh I, I i i i don't necessarily think that 
it's justifiable, but I do, I do like the way that that goes, and mm-hmm. and it, but it kind of makes you think. Well, you know, this this is not this is still morally dubious. In fact, yeah. the, the guy says, you know, we put put aside morals. You know, this isn't about morals. This is about survival. Is it about survival? Is that really why you're doing this? But anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of quite. Uh... <laughs> An odd thing to, to sort of go into straight from the word go. Like I said, without really knowing quite what the situation yeah, this, this is. is a, this is about 24 hours later. Yeah. Like you say, this isn't, like, yeah. this isn't an act of desperation. Yeah. This is just like, my, my chance has finally come. <laughs> strike when the iron's hot. Um, but, you know, uh, sadly or, or not, um, it, it, this doesn't... They don't join the sex commune because um, oh. Co- Coca... Um, uh, basically uh, organises a fire at the yeah. university the night before they go and um, uh, basically Bill and Joe are both captured separately yeah. and Coca basically says one-sided person gets chained yeah. to a load, well to two blind people and has to help out a load of blind people so, I mean, and that's, you'll get your own, own so again that's quite, a, that's quite an interesting another interesting way of looking at it so okay you've got the guy who's Wanting to just basically um, bang any woman going, <laughs> <laughs> and that's his reaction to it. And Coca's reaction to it is much more focused on the blind people, but it, it, in a way that he physically chains Bill to the, to his group of blind people. Does he says you're going to help? Them. And it's like you're going to help them. You're going to be chained to them. You're going to be doing all these things to them. And by the way, I'm not going to be involved after this. You're going to go off find somewhere to live and 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 and. Yeah, well, his his idea is that the, the, yeah. the London, the whole probably the whole of London, yeah, will will, will work out like like yeah. this. And you know, for for a while, it's well for a very short while, it kind of works because yeah. um, Bill. You know, you get these blind people. They they move into this guest house, don't they? Yeah. And um, he leads them out on parties, and they yeah. they organise a system, and they get supplies and stuff, and they have a. Uh, they 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 can dodge Triffids. I mean, Triffids get yeah. one or two of them, but 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 Bill knows what to do. Um, so he's keeping. But then the plague starts because yeah. you know. Um, yeah, the the blindness and the triffids is not all these people have to contend with. There's a massive plague. Yeah. Essentially, it wipes everyone out. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, <laughs> just when you think it can't get any worse. Yeah. So, so basically, um, all the blind. But again, it's, the, it's, the blind people it's, start dying. Um, um, in in order for Bill not to leave, uh, one of the blind women says, "Oh, uh, I can." You know, comfort you or whatever, yeah. and, and Bill doesn't like that idea. But but it doesn't matter because by the next day she's got the plague anyway, and and uh, he basically helps her kill herself and then runs. Mm. This is bleak, isn't it? it we're is, not saying we're not saying that this is not bleak because yeah. it's it's. I mean, you know, 1981 was pretty bleak anyway. But yeah. this, this so this for me shows that. Well, I think yeah. it wasn't. I've never actually seen this, but I think the Nightmare Man was actually this. Oh, yeah, I have, I, I have seen that. It's considerably less bleak than this. Is it? Yeah, that's okay. that um, Robert Holmes thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I have. Seen, it's it's not actually that brilliant. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I saw that. I have the DVD, but I haven't, I haven't actually watched. Oh, it. Oh, okay, right. Oh, you should, you should. Yeah. It's worth watching. Um, 
but because um, I say it's 1921 was bleak because you know everything looks washed out. There's no color in anything. Uh, so so uh, TV from this time always looks really like like I mean doesn't have to have these kind of events to make me feel depressed. But yeah. um, you know th- this was also a real high point for BBC science fiction, wasn't it? Because you yeah. mentioned the Nightmare Man. Um, the, the, this is also very close. Um, the Hitchhiker's TV series yeah. is around about this time, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got this this horror sci-fi, like BBC One, really good. You've got yeah. um, Doctor Who. Well, this is the last year of Tom Baker, isn't it? So you're, yeah. you're, you're, you've got um, the Logopolis and, and you know, um, oh, East Space trilogy and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, we don't know anything about Doctor Who, but no. but I, 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 I hear that was happening. <laughs> Blake Seven was running as well. Uh, uh, it was just, yeah, that was... Getting near the end, this was it was be the final. Yeah, yeah. well, final sort of season. So, so um, I mean, this was uh, Michael Gray obviously came along, killed all this, but um, this was yeah. that quite a high point for TV science fiction on, on, yeah. on, on British TV science fiction. And this, and this, and I think this. Well, we'll get on to it, but I think this was uh, was a big hit. I actually remember it was as a boy yeah. seeing some of this and, and, and being horrified. Well, yeah, because I would have been seven. Yeah, <laughs> and this is as an adult, I find this yeah. hard to cope with. But um, oh, anyway, uh, yeah. So because because um, right, so Bill then tries to find um, Joe, but all he finds is uh, more dead, blind people. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Then he goes back to the uh, university and finds Coca, and Coca's like, "Yeah, I made a bit of a mistake. Sorry." Yeah. <laughs> so then they, they basically make up, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and then they um, they get together and they they go to um, follow um, uh, Breezley to uh, wherever the, co- the the love the loving Tintin Manor, wherever the the, the loving yeah. place was. But then they find that actually. Um, they're not all there. What well, there's some like um, Christian carol singers there, uh, because what's happened is that the people who didn't believe in the free love stuff yeah. uh, stayed there to set up a, a colony based on Christian values, and um, then uh, no one actually knows yeah. uh, anymore where where, the, where you know the uh, the swing <laughs> the, the post apocalyptic post apocalyptic swingers went. <laughs> so um, um, so. Um, Coca's like, oh, well, you know, um, I don't know if I really want to stay here. But then they look around and they just they just find devastation everywhere. Yeah. Um, so in the end, Coca goes back to Tony Manor. Yeah. Um, but um, Bill keeps looking for Joe. Yeah. Um, and um, he re- remembers that she said where she would go to was this place yeah. on, on the hill, a farm on the hill overlooking Pulbra. Yeah. Um, so um, Bill picks up uh, a girl, but you know, in a good way because she's like a young girl who <laughs> yeah. rescues and, and her yeah. dog as well. And oh, and there's a, there's a there's a another Triffid scene. There are there are random Triffid scenes throughout this, but this there's one in in this section, isn't it, where her, her brother or whatever has been obviously killed by a Triffid. Yeah, because the Triffids are getting worse and worse there, obviously. Yeah. Um, but. Um, uh, so, um, I think Bill goes back to Tilney Manor at some point and finds the plagues here, and there's just dead people yeah, there, yeah. but no sign of Coco. Or so. no. and then um, um, Bill does find 
um, Joe at the farm, and there's a, yeah. another couple, a blind couple there, but the woman's yeah. pregnant, and uh, um, basically they hold up at the farm. So that's yeah. that's that's the end of episode five. Yeah. Um, so which is all like one continuous story. Yeah. Um, Can I just there's just a, a brief mention. Yeah. That this being obviously a BBC production. Um, uh, you can almost guarantee that at some point Pat Gorman will appear and he, he's in episode 5 and for those who obviously don't know Pat Gorman was um, used, was a BBC stuntman who used to do lots of regularly appeared in BBC things in bit parts involved normally involved in falling off stuff oh, and ok which stunt did he perform in episode 5 well he didn't but he was the guy in um, the farmhouse who gets stung by a triffid so I think he just falls over so oh I no that's not f- falling that's over. not the farm that's the pub is it or the, the pub, pub. this the pub yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah the guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's right um, okay no that's important trivia there we go um, okay but I've got an- I've got another name for you actually as we get into episode 6 yeah um, episode 6 is set for some reason 6 years after the rest of it yeah and it's the last episode yeah and um Actually, things have been going quite well at the farm, apart from the, the huge number of triffids that congregate outside the Yeah, gates. and see, the one thing that, I think, as well as the fact that there's those eerie sort of photographs of London having been overgrown. That's like a pre-title sequence, yeah. yeah. Which, which, which is quite good. This whole um, notion of them being surrounded by triffids is done really well. Yeah. You know, I kind of don't know how many triffid props they had, but... They they managed to film that in such a way that that did actually look convincing. That whole that whole idea that there's um, there's these this group of people that are sitting in this farmhouse, sort of getting on with their lives, but they're like totally surrounded by this. Well, and they actually quite enjoy it. Yeah. So um, this this whole load of death. Well, you, exactly. But, it reminds but me. They're, they're actually enjoying quite an idyllic life. Yeah, but it reminds me a lot of um, the the novel I Am Legend. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's very sort of similar, again, well, post-apocalyptic, but a very similar sort of a, a situation at that point. Well, it's post-apocalyptic vampires, isn't it? But, but it is. But it's but, from the same but, era, but, isn't but, it? But, yeah, again, it's like a guy who, who in that, he's holed up in a house and he's totally harassed and surrounded every night by these, these vampire creatures that have been created as a part of the well, And they just want his autograph because he's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I got quite a disdainful look for that. <laughs> so I was probably picturing Charlton Heston. That's, that's the, the Omega Man. Well, yes, but um, Vincent Price also played the role. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, um, but the only one I've seen is actually the Will Smith version, which isn't very okay. good. <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> I haven't actually seen that one. I, I can recommend the book. The book's very good. Well, Richard Matheson, I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is his name, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm such a big fan. I'm confident <laughs> I know his name. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, I'm talking names because I said there was, a, there was a name in, in episode six. Yeah. Uh, and the name I'm going to give you is Gary Olsen. Yeah. Who, um, oh, he was in an earlier episode as well. In the bit that you missed out. The same character playing Torrance. But the idea is, is that I think the suggestion is that it's the same character, yeah. So he plays this kind of earlier on. There's a bit where they're gathering supplies when when Bill is shackled to the blind people, 
and they get attacked by this kind of punk, punky oh, looking guy with a gun. Oh, and I didn't realise that was him, but I see who it is. And that's now. Gary Olsen, and he's not given a name in that episode. Oh, well. He's just called something like punk or something. But, but because. They, but I think it's very clearly meant to be the same character later on because. Do you because know, of the way that because that, he's got the red, got, got that para, paramilitary he's kind got of red hair, isn't he? Yeah. he actually murders people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they've got that sort of paramilitary organisation going on in Brighton. Yeah. Um, well, to be honest, I didn't mention that um, sequence because it didn't really register as being significant. But now you've, you, but now you've, you've, there you've go. told See, me what back why it is. Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, that's that's yeah. good. That's added a layer of meaning there. Um, yeah. But any, anyway. Um, from um, two point four children, he's the dad yeah, from two point four children, yeah. And um, uh, I think he was once in a film about rugby sevens that I watched. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, but a uh, very good actor, he's a comic actor. Yeah. Um, but here, sadly, now dead. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're right. He died. He, he uh, died not long after two point four children. Yeah. Um, but um, he, um, he, he, he makes Torrance because is like a. Uh, a fascist who's seized control uh, essentially and he's like ordering people what to do and he, that, he, that's the character that Eddie Izzard plays in uh, that other version and then, but he's in it all the way through whereas whereas our Torrance has only got these uh, as you say yeah. <laughs> two appearances um, but um, but it's alright because um, just prior to this uh, Coker's found them um, could now now with his own helicopter it says we've all set up on the Isle of Wight come over and, and, and they basically said well we will after one summer but they realise they haven't got a summer so yeah. they um, in you know another act of callousness frankly they um, they trick the soldiers get them drunk sabotage their tank and then leave them to die <laughs> yeah um, because they, they 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 basically as they escape let all the triffids into the farm yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of triffids yeah. and like a couple of pop guns yeah <laughs> so so I mean Torrance may well escape to go back to his despotic regime yeah but but he, he deserved it really he, he? well he, yeah 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 and um and and, and basically um. Yeah, then the whole family goes to yeah. the Isle of Wight, and it's I mean, a slight, not really a happy ending, but but no, it's, it's, it's cause for like hope. There's, a, hope there's a sort of question mark on the ending, isn't there? Because you know, apparently we've learned that the Isle of Wight is triffid free, and that the Channel Islands are also triffid free. Yeah. And you know, one one day, you know, um, I hope they'll find a way of yeah. beating the triffids and, and reclaiming uh, yeah. Britain. And then so, um, but. Yeah. But, but it's, Ooh, yeah. it's a bit of a Brexit analogy, isn't it? Well, well there could be a. Well, let's not get contentious. There could be a Brexit analogy. Um, yeah. I, I, so, um, speaking about this thing as a this thing as a. And actually, whole, the whole kind of torrents and, and it would be like if 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 UKIP had won in Brighton. You may be alienating some of our. <laughs> UKIP aren't going to win in Brighton, but anyway. No, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so. Um, I mean, Torrance has has some. Yeah. I mean, he, he seems to want to invade France. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to get. He doesn't. He doesn't want to rebuild society so much as to yeah. create a massive. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, so, so his views are a bit weird, but um, you know. Um, 
speaking about the, the program as, as a whole, it's you know I find it I found it I really like it. I just find it hard to watch because yeah. it's bleak. It's not you know I, and I find you know post apocalyptic things it, are bleak. Obviously, yeah. I did did any of them, but then it's I think I think the difference is that if you watch a film about that's in a post apocalyptic. Yeah. Um, thing they're normally quite a bit shorter and 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 you know whereas this is like three hours of well, of of just misery basically isn't it? There's a lot of misery. Yeah. There's a lot of misery. I mean, um, the 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 number of people in Britain alone because by the time they're in the farmhouse, yeah, pretty much everyone's dead. Yeah, right because the, the 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 plague. It's basically the plague is done, and it's not the Triffids, yeah. it's the plague. It's probably mostly not the Triffids. No, well, the Triffids are just, they're there as this kind of, um, this sort of threat that's just on the cusp of being a major threat, but it's just, and it's just there. It's just like, it's it, it's just, they, they just lurk there as a... Which, you know... And you keep getting reminded that they're there, and they're ready to take over... But a lot of zombie, too. a lot of zombie things are like yeah, they're, they're they're very yeah. they're very similar with the um, with the farmhouse encampments with the fences yeah. and, and the zombies on the other side of. But the But I do like the idea of uh, again. I've always quite liked the idea of when nature takes over cities. Um, a, f- a friend of mine who I used to work with, he did a trip to Pripyat in um, Russia. Well, not Russia. Sorry, um, the Ukraine. Where, yeah, Ukraine. Where, where um, Chernobyl, basically, this this the town that um, was next to Chernobyl, and um, he took loads of pictures, and there's there's there's, there's loads of fantastic bits of nature reclaiming this this big town, and and I, I like this kind of similar theme in this. Well, um, there's this the, the idea that actually. Um, well, I suppose the Triffids aren't natural as such, are they? Well, we, well it's not we don't, really we don't know. We don't really. know exactly, but there's, but um, the, their origins are deliberately uh, mysterious. Yeah, but I like the idea that that we're not top of the chain anymore. That 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 we're that the, the we're one slip up away from, um, you know. Well, I think uh, yeah, which is a great analogy for all sorts of things. I, 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 you I, can look at it I, from I, anything from. Wars and through to climate change. And well, exactly. Like and in so, Twelve Monkeys, which has a similar thing, yeah. it's a bacteria, isn't it? Yeah. A biological weapon that, yeah. that renders um, the whole surface of the planet uninhabitable yeah. to us. Oh, uh, that's a great film. I haven't seen that for ages. Well, it's, it's got the scenes that you mentioned, hasn't it? With like, yeah, yeah, Manhattan with the, yeah. completely yeah. left for people and reclaimed by nature. Lions. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's only humans that are, that are affected by this virus. Yeah. Um, it's not bacteria at all it's a virus of course um, so um, yeah and that's what makes it depressing but I do find I did I mean it is it, and it is a horror it's it's, it's yeah. like it's, it's it's very like zombie horror yeah. in fact I mean I, I know the origin of zombie horror films is Night of the Living Dead I'm sure we've talked about yeah. this before yeah. but but this, I mean, this predates it and has the same kind of feel in many ways it's the same kind of thing but of course this TV adaption was made after um, yeah. <clears throat> Night of the Living Dead but probably even more um, importantly 
uh, like Dawn of the Dead. So, yeah, um, yeah. so, 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 so that that would have all fed back into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so, and I, you, you do get that feeling of uh, yeah. it's 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 different. It's not. I mean, I like like the goth, gothic horror, but because I, I, that's the kind of thing I like, which isn't really that frightening. Ghost stories, well, all, but much much cosier in a way yeah. than this kind of thing. You just get. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think you know, yeah, ghost stories and, and things like that. They 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 have that unreal element to it, and they they there's always a bit that kind of wraps it up. And it, mm. it, yeah, they're, they're much more like you said, that's, cozy. But this, oh, I'm personal. I'm yeah. personal. This is so so. You they, this, ghost stories, it's a bad thing happens to yeah, one person. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this is just this is just relentlessly bleak. Mm. Um. Yeah, and again, it's not a lot. Of, a but lot it is of humor really it, well but. done. Well, it's not that funny. <laughs> not no, a lot of no, no, exactly. No, in, in fact, no, there's um, no, there's not well, really... I'm glad you mentioned that, right? Because um, there's that film Zombieland, isn't there? Right, which is yeah. like a zombie horror comedy, yeah. and uh, I, I, I just find it. I, 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 I find it so jarring as to be ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a there's a, there's a, there's a couple of old knockabout jokes. There's a Bill Murray cameo, yeah. and and then there's Woody Harrelson grieving for his uh, dead son, who's, and you're just like, no, this you you're dressing this up as a comedy, but it's just as bleak as every other yeah. zombie apocalypse film. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's making me feel just yeah. as sad. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I I, I can't I, I I don't get how that's a comedy. It's no. well. No, I don't find it funny. <laughs> I mean, I can find bleak things funny sometimes, but not no, no. Yeah. So, but then I'm not a big fan of. Although we like Shaun of the Dead. Ah, oh, well, you see, Shaun of the Dead's quite clever. Yeah. In 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 that it's not a zombie apocalypse, is it? It's no. a very localized thing that gets cleaned up. As indeed is Night of the Living Dead. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. it's the it's the, yeah, but when when you get to the isn't night the living dead caused by isn't venusian radiation or something isn't it isn't it a, some sort of comet or something like yeah, that yeah that yeah yeah, it? yeah yeah exactly yeah and another parallel to this actually which I think is actually a fun movie it's a it's a it's an American movie so we're not ever going to review it but there was another eighties film. Called um, Night of the Comet. Night of the Comet is yeah. um, um, oh, it's a William Goldman script, isn't it? I'm sure that's it. Is. I don't know without looking it up. But it essentially it's, it involves a, um, uh, again the world being ended by um, a, a comet which flies over and instead of blinding people, it turns them into dust. Really? And and there's a few people that didn't quite see it properly who turn into these kind of zombie type. No, this is not a winning <laughs> No, and there's a uh, a couple of people that um, survive, and um, oh, is, I can't remember any of the actors in it. It doesn't. It does have Robert Beltran from Star Trek Voyager in it. Though. Doesn't sound very cheerful. No, he, he doesn't. But it, it, it's actually quite fun in a kind of vacuous eighties um, way. So I would say if you like. If if you find this bleak, and you want to watch something that's a similar theme but actually a bit more fun, then then um, check that out. I think it's on Netflix. 
Uh, oh, I've got Netflix. Yeah. That's a good recommendation. Um, okay, so um, we should probably talk a little bit about the, some of the the cast. A bit, yeah. and we should probably mention. I think it'd be worth just talking about the Triffids because I think they're um, a bit of a master stroke in this. Well, I agree with that. I do agree with that. They're, they're design classic. Yeah. Uh, in fact, in the the, oh, the benighted um, uh, TV miniseries remake thing uh, with Eddie Hazard, um, <laughs> I think the Triffids are just crap CGI. I don't even things. remember what they look like. They're not. That. They're not at all scary. Like I mean. The thing is, the creative decisions in in this deliberately made the, the, the Triffids really threatening and yeah. frightening. That that <laughs> yeah yeah the noise. Can't the noise do it by tapping on the table, but <laughs> yeah, they they've got this noise, which is a mysterious noise, which is like them communicating. Yeah, um, well, it probably is them and communicating. And again, that's that's kind of that's a creepy idea. Yeah, and kind of but, but talking uh, to each other. It is creepy, but also they've got these. T- They've got these like tiny little, um, um, almost like little fingers that they they knock yeah, against. Yeah, they're knocking the, yeah. the bo- base of their and that look, stalk. Exactly, and that looks really horrible. Yeah. Not, it's not like disgusting, but it's really unsettling. Yeah, um, and they, that, the, and, and again, the sound is used really well. So, where they obviously struggle <laughs> to show is that the radiophonic workshop. No, I don't know. But no, it's I don't think it is by this point. No. It's, it's where it, it's things like where they obviously um, with the stings is that's obviously in 1980. It's quite a hard thing to recreate, showing someone actually being stung yeah. by the stings. When they do come out and they they, they used it, it works really well. Yeah, they've got like a sound effect, and they, they have a sound effect. It, they? they don't show it, but yeah. I think that sort of works really well because there's a couple of times where. That almost happens off screen, and you just hear like, oh, no, noise. And the um, the first appearance of the Triffids, which is the flashback to when Bill's yeah. a child, I was like, because they're all because they're all like, oh, what, look at this, and they're all crowding around yeah. the plant, and they don't realise it's dangerous. Yeah. And I was just like, I felt like it's going to sting the crew, and I was like, almost like couldn't watch. It was so yeah. tense, <laughs> and no, that was impressive. But yeah, no, they 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 they, they apparently were. I think I think they're just really brilliant, and, and apparently they're all controlled by people crouched in, in the base on a. Oh, you can't! Thing. Even, you cannot see that. I think they're on. I think they might be on a sort of weird little set of wheels, so they're sort of shuffling around. You, I mean, they don't look because they're really thin. They do not look like they yeah. can get a person into them. So well, no, they're not. The person is just you know they've got the big base bit. The person is is crouched down in there, so they're not in the stalk bit at all. Wow. So yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it, that is impressive. Cool. It's impressive, but okay. Here, here you go. Though. Here's something that's not impressive. Yeah. The opening titles—they are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like some crappy filter effect, yeah. and then people just looking like not not like actors. Well, presumably extras look a few random extras looking in the sky, <laughs> going, ah, yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to. I mean, no, I, that, I don't think they've even been given directions which what no, expression again, they should have. Again, that's quite quite an interesting idea because. Um, quite often in, in 80s and 70s programmes the titles sequence actually told you a fair bit about the programme uh, in a case in point is um, uh, things like Blake 7 I think the opening titles of that give you a good idea of what that's about 
with the music and the, the other one that which distills it perfectly is, is we mentioned it I've mentioned it already which is Survivors yeah. and the opening title of that tells you the whole backstory of what's actually happened and and sums it up really neatly and I think with this they're obviously trying to do a similar thing I, I wonder if they're sort of thinking back to something like Survivors and thinking what we're going to try and do is show the background to this and the comet and and, and and that kind of thing, and it, but it doesn't. I don't think it, it doesn't really work. You're not really sure what exactly what you're looking at. I kind of I can see what, what is the people's reactions to the comet, and yeah. then of course the, the last bit is a woman getting stung by. It. Yeah, but um, but I, I know. I mean, I think they're doing better off showing than some of the light show maybe or something. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's a it tries to do that thing, but it doesn't quite it's, work. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's quite quite bad. I mean, I like the music. The music's very creepy, but uh, but the title sequence, no. And uh, okay, so my, my my point about survivors is um, I liked like the first few episodes. Yeah. But um, these stories, right? Um, so so you you kind of have to you show the kind of moment that society collapses but from that point yeah. it gets further and further away from anything anyone recognises because their yeah. lives become completely different like much yeah. you're talking about um, you know much more um, like medieval or even earlier <laughs> kind yeah. of yeah. Ki- kind of like life- yeah. lifestyles and people say oh do you remember DVDs yeah that was great yeah. times before we had electricity when we did have electricity but um, yeah so, so I found with survivors after you get past a point where you can relate to anything or anyone, so then, yeah. I, then I got bored. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because I mean, that, that's a much longer. That's yeah. Like... And I've watched the first two seasons of that, <laughs> and I quite enjoy both. But it is kind of I, well, they stopped even releasing point. it on video, didn't they? When it, it must have all come out on DVD at some point. Yeah, but but um, yeah, but. I mean, interest in it tailed off so much the video stopped coming yeah. out, and I remember that that didn't yeah. bother me because my interest did not last as long as the video range did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but of course, um, Day of the Trip is basically deals with that further into the future thing in one episode. Yeah, I th- <laughs> I, I, which, which, which makes it a strange kind of epilogue. Yeah. But 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 you know, I think it's probably the kind of because you, you know. <laughs> You, you you don't really want a lot of yeah, life see, on the know. farm, do you? I mean, I, that's I what the survival is, and I'm not I sure s- you do want that. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know. I thought maybe they could have had a bit more of of of, of that, not necessarily just life on the farm, but well, I mean, a little bit more. Show a few more kind of trips out, and I don't know. I just felt that, that it could have done, right, it could have been more of it, but I, just felt but I think a lot a more of it. Of I'm not sure I would have no. liked, but I, I know like from this. Um, uh, the Walking Dead, which also starts in, in, in the same way, um, but but I mean that's gone. That goes on and on and on in comics and in films. So, yeah. so they are, they they obviously are quite happy to eke it out forever. Yeah. Yeah. But but I, I like that the day of the trip is just like yeah we're all going to the white now. Finish now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. The the only thing that bothered me about that was how many years is it? Seven. Yeah, six. Yeah, six. Because it's six years later. Yeah, is that they've still obviously been going into the city to well basically collect stuff. 
I think that they've said that, the, that basically the sort of things are starting to run but, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, I do, I do wonder whether whether stuff would last. Well, like six can, years, can good. Yeah, stuff, but whether there'd be enough? Because you know, the best before date on cans is yeah, not, no, is not real. But I, I, I and a lot, a lot of it will. Yeah, a lot of it will. Um, and and things like they obviously still had were running cars, so things like. Yeah, but the reason the petrol. reason the reason there was still petrol left, although they do say there's hardly any fuel at all now, yeah. um, is because everybody's dead. Obviously, if that's true, if if like fifty million of us continue to try and use it when there were no supplies, yeah. well, we we saw this um, they did those blockades of the refineries, there's yeah. enough petrol for about a week. Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously, if you know. Virtually everyone dies. Then, then, then it lasts a lot longer. So, so I mean, the problem—the problem with food wasn't that the food had, had run out. It, yeah. it was that it was too dangerous to go into the cities because the buildings are starting to close. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so, so a bit of me would have liked to have seen a bit more of that, but I know that on a BBC been. budget that would have looked crap. So, um, <laughs> this is complete um, digression, but yeah, but my son has found on YouTube this series that I think was on the History Channel which is basically um, like landmarks of the world um, if we like abandon them today h- how long it would take for them to okay. collapse and what would happen when they collapse and um, you know, so it's all like CGI like yeah. um, like um, <clears throat> oh, I don't know uh, like the Colosseum collapsing yeah. the Golden Gate Bridge collapsing he, he and the Gherkin is one of them right. uh, and um he um, so he 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 gone for a phase of enjoying that. So if yeah, that sounds the, good. So, so, so it's got the gherkin collapsing. So you could maybe maybe shove that into the last episode of Death of Travis. It would look totally out of place. Obviously, uh, maybe uh, so. Maybe in getting that series and, and the last episode of Death of Travis, I could do my own extra long yeah. cut of that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, so um, in terms of the cast uh, that we haven't spoken about John Dutteen who um, as far as I can tell you know was a perfectly reasonable TV actor but not a star at any point in his yeah. career um, IMDB makes well IMDB and Wikipedia seems to say that he's the, the guy from Heartbeat from season 14 onwards yeah now no. As a connoisseur of heartbeat, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure season 14 was the best of the uh, yeah. the best year. That sounds like, um, you know, not peak Nick Berry, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. he's quite good in this though. I think. He's, uh, it, the, I think he's the problem is his, because he's got a beard. Touch the beard throughout. Yeah, probably, I, I still find myself after six episodes not really knowing what he looks like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But no, no, uh, yeah. But fine. Um, the um, the actress that played Joe, Emma Ralph, is it? I didn't yeah, recognise her. No, I don't know no. what else she. Yeah. I didn't know that she was that good either. Apparently, um, John Dutton is recently in 2016. He appeared in the ITV Netflix series Paranoid. Whatever that is. Yeah. 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 Oh, and he was in Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah, I, I, I did see these, but um, <laughs> I've never seen Jesus of Nazareth. No. Or indeed Paranoid, whatever that is. He's, he's one of those people that I thought would have been in something else, because he's kind of familiar. But 
I think we've seen him on TV, but yeah, but he, he does look like he's been in lots of lots of little things, but, but nothing. Then, but then you know, this this there's no big star in it, and that's probably no, that's you know good... you know if we I hate to even mention this uh, again, this terrible other version, the uh, 2008 2009 one, but that went for um, uh like an international cast which yeah. is what it was in it but I think it had um, Jason Priestley as Coker as the Morris Colborne character and, and I just cannot I just cannot conceive of like a universe where that's a good idea yeah. <laughs> so sometimes going for a star a cast it doesn't help no. um, it doesn't is it, um, I don't think I actually watched the rest of that yeah it's Doug Ray Scott, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, playing Bill, yeah. Not, yeah. And Brian Cox playing his dad, whom is not um, is not a character. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no. So so well actually actually in, in, in our Day of the Triffids, uh, Bill's dad does appear, doesn't he, in the garden scene, the flashback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but it, it, yeah, he's but he's not. died. It, yeah. It's very clear because Bill's like, I've got no family yeah. and my parents have died. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, Okay, um, any any uh, other points to make? Uh, we're, we're nearly at an hour, so we've, yeah, we've, we've covered I, I a lot of ground. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a sequel written, wasn't there, by an author called Simon Clark who wrote a sequel. Oh, Night, Night of the Triffids. Yeah. I don't I, know if that's any good. Right, I read a synopsis of that, um, and I wasn't um, impressed. Uh, it seems to largely be set in America which I do not well I do not think really is a great idea and um, yeah, yeah so um, I understand by the way it's been adapted by Big Finish so there's a play okay. version of it but, but no I, um, it not not obviously uh, anything to do with John Wyndham really um, so yeah <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be reading that or sadly listening no. to the play fair enough much as I like brief finish. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, do we still do those those questions at the end? I don't know if um, people even like no, that. No, I don't know. We've done that for a while, have we? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's just not. Let's no. do you, that. That's it. That all of that stuff so we anyway, just said. Did, did that you, was did our you, opinion. Did you? Yeah. So did you actually like this? Yeah, I did. Not? But yeah, um, did you? You you indicated to me that maybe you didn't like it as much as you were expecting. Well, I don't. I don't know that I quite. I think I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I thought. It's doesn't. You can't but, enjoy but this. It's not, yeah. <laughs> you can admire it. Yeah, I really I, do admire I, it. I, but I, li- it, I liked it. I, I guess I kind of liked it and and I wanted it wasn't difficult watching it and, and but but yeah it's not it's not it is very bleak yeah yeah I agree um but it is scary it is genuinely yeah. scary and it and it, of course this 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 was really really successful and I think it had a, a big uh sort of viewing yeah things I certainly remember my parents watched it and it made uh, a big cultural impact yeah and, and Triffids became a, a sort of household thing after that still is to yeah. some, some degree I, I think I saw uh, a Daily Mass joke referencing them exactly. not long ago yeah and um, I mean my dad always used to make a really poor joke that if we were driving anywhere and there was like a, a sign that said heavy plant crossing he would always 
joke that it was a triffid, <laughs> and we knew what he meant. So yeah. Um, so one other thing, though, I, I mean, because because of the the cultural impact, and yeah. it, uh, looking, it seems to have been repeated on BBC Four, like quite yeah, recently, quite yeah. and quite frequently, yeah. yeah. But um, and you lent me the DVD so I could watch it again. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> there are no special features at all. No. And and and. There was a, a, a massive booklet. Wow, a booklet. An information booklet that came with the DVD. Wow. Um, so, um, I'm used to, like, the doc- for BBC, they do the Doctor yeah. Who DVDs, and they're always really good packages. They always have yeah. a commentary. They always have a documentary or something. They even something, something yeah. you know. But this, like, no, no. no. Oh, I bet you there was no picture restoration. Even it was just like, yeah, yeah, there, yeah there it is. Just, just have it. Chuck it on. And um, that, so that was very disappointing. <laughs> and maybe... You know, unfortunately, that's how the BBC sometimes treat their stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess it, they just thought it would have a a very small kind of uh, audience of people that would buy it, which seems bizarre given the massive impact we just talked about. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it's impossible to try and understand the commercial arm of the BBC. So, it's like, uh, but um, I think we should now say exclusively what we're going to talk about in our next episode. Okay. I think you should say that, because... Yes, yes. Because this, <laughs> this, this is your choice. This is my suggestion, so um, I'm very proud to announce that our next episode will cover nothing but the night. I thought you were going to just say nothing, then. No, <laughs> nothing, full stop. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's it. No, no, nothing, no more. Nothing but the night, which, um, as you will know, was... Um, a Charlemagne production so Christopher Lee produced it um, we'll talk about it next time but I just want to make that point so I can say it's not a Hammer film you can't touch it Cornell so there <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, that's how the social media stuff you would say please Paul <laughs> okay. so yes. Yeah, so if you want to uh, get in touch with us um, it, except if you're Paul Cornell and then you <laughs> probably should keep quiet you, you can contact us on Facebook where we're a Very British Horror um, and on uh, Twitter where we're at Very Brit Horror uh, or you can email us at VeryBritishHorror at gmail.com um, please get in touch and, we and love can, it yeah, when and get know. in touch tell us what you think um, uh, if you're Paul Cornell just obviously Actually, do get, I mean, yeah, if you're Paul Cornell, yeah, do get in touch. Please do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I very much like your writing, sir. Yeah, but and and um, and obviously, yes, go and give us some reviews on iTunes. That would be good. Yes, yes, uh, please do that, and indeed on uh, the Google one, if there's yeah, even or anything else, anything, yeah, review anywhere else, just review us anywhere else. Um, and um, right, one one final thing, then um, we we were lucky enough to see a review. Um, advanced screening of um, Requiem, this new BBC thing that's that's out. You, I mean, it'll be out. Uh, the first episode will be out at least by the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was it was like um, TV British horror. Yeah. So uh, on on the BBC. So you know maybe like um, Day of the Triffids, they've done it again. Uh, it, it, we quite we both liked yeah. it. We both liked episode yeah. one. We both stayed tuned. It's not perfect, but you know. Maybe you could give it a go. Maybe one day um, we'll 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 actually co- cover it properly. But um, we'll we'll see how the next five episodes of yeah. Requiem go. And um, yeah, we'll take it from and, there. And, and if you are um, a television company with um, a British themed horror 
TV series or otherwise, do feel free to send us previews. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's that's, that's much appreciated. Um, yeah, um, but we can't, we don't we don't promise good reviews, no. but we will we will <laughs> we'll probably watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we, we probably... DVDs would be welcome as well. Money is no, 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 not, not money. Yeah, but okay. But um, whilst you're considering what bribes to send us, um, I've been Chris Denton, and I'm still Paul Monk. Good night. Bye. <laughs>